0: to cheat. the only quiz where you can win the jackpot by fair means or foul now be- hello everybody welcome to the niche podcast but the one thing i know something about game shows i suppose i'm your host jordan haas i mean it's it's a podcast for an but just just come on let's do it. it's a game show review episode this is gonna be a quick one hooray so that means we're going to be talking about a game show today, and that game show is Cheat. It just debuted on Netflix. It's the streaming show everybody's talking about on March 1st, besides, you know, the other thing, or wishing me happy birthday. So Cheat uh, is, is unique on Netflix. One, because they are bundling up in three batches of four episodes each which is interesting. Uh, Additionally, it's a quiz show uh, that is bookended, so you don't have to watch one episode to understand the next, so feel free to watch at any random interval. Uh, And three, they already have a fib-lie-based game show on Netflix in the form of bullshit, hosted by Howie Mandel. But this isn't an American game show, this is a British game show. Uh, so it's time to have the old standby. Is it good because it's British? Not really, but this one's pretty good. Netflix has had a track record in the last few years of uh, unscripted programming. A lot of it isn't really that good, I'll be honest. Uh, I like, like, for instance, for every uh, The Circle, which is renowned, or Love is Blind, it has this big iconic like cult like phenomenon or something along the lights of too hot to handle there's like a mediocre level like Floris love it's good but i don't have to go around to keep watching it but i like it a lot or you're have your nailed it but with nailed it then there's is it cake or pressure cooker but there's already a lot of cooking shows on netflix you have like iron chef for pete's sake at this point So when it comes to a non-cooking-based competition show, it's mostly going to be dating or cooking. But this is rare rare because this is a quiz show, an in-studio quiz game. And they already have an in-studio quiz game based on bluffing in the form of bullshit. Now on bullshit, the quickest way to say it is it's a prize tree game with a solo player going up a prize ladder, and three people to try and be the next contestant have to figure out if they're telling the truth or lying. And if somebody is uh, bullshitting their way three times, then the game is over. But if they're correct on multiple choice questions, then they win. This is not that kind of show. This one is actually very simple to understand. Really simple. In fact, I will say between the two This one's the better one. I'm so sorry, Howie. This one is the winner. So it's played with four contestants. And it follows that kind of, I would say, like I literally just told you, or I guess American Chopped, where it's that gold standard four to three to two format. And that means it's played in three rounds. In round one, we'll call it normal cheat and it works like this. All four contestants have a podium, and on the podium, there's a little hand thing for the buzzers that they put under words, kind of like in the friend or foe trust box, where they can hit a small button, and instead of seeing the question on the monitor, it now displays the answer, which means they literally can cheat in the game and get every correct answer, and this is true for all the contestants. All four players have this ability at hand. And then on the front of the podium is the buzzer to accuse somebody of cheating. This is where the game is good. So, yes, in the world of game shows, cheating has become this sort of foul grossness because, I mean, we did grow up in the world of the quiz show scandals of the 1950s with 21, where contestants would be given answers and that would raise the ratings and that would be it. But with a show like this, they are trying to tell you up front, yes, we are giving the contestants the answers, but only if they choose to. And that is the core game mechanic at hand because whoever is good at predicting rather people are lying or telling the truth in giving their answers, will have the advantage of advancing to the next round. They're, they get their safety, kind of like a weakest link safety pass and they get to be the sole person to eliminate someone else, which becomes a very core mechanic. Let me begin and explain the show. Back to round one. All four players are in the game. They all have their podiums with the, with the questions. There's a trust box below their, the podium, which they all have to put their hands on, and when it's their time to answer a question, they can push the button, and instead of displaying the question, it displays the answer. The question is asked, and they can either answer it correctly and not see the cheated answer, and if they're right, they get $1,000. That's cool. If they guess without cheating and they're wrong, however, they lose $1,000, and that could haunt them at the end of the round. Shh, that's the big part. But alternatively, if they don't know the answer, and they don't really want to risk losing money for the pot in the realm of getting a question wrong, they could secretly hit the the cheat button, get the answer, and give just the correct answer. That correct answer will be decided as a truthful answer and a correct answer, and the money's already added to the bank. It's all good, yay! However, once somebody gives an answer, regardless of if it was cheated on or not, the other three people at any given time can whack the button and say, you cheated. I don't believe you know this. Or you cheated because you took too much time. Or you cheated because you don't seem like the kind of guy who knows this pop culture thing. And that becomes a bit of almost like a, a Golden Balls sort of like, ooh, a little brutal, a little backstabby in a way that's very fun. Because it's not really mean-spirited, it's supposed to be more lightly gag kind of thing in a way that's very funny, and in, in a way that I would actually say is very endearing. You can, you can kind of see everybody who's kind of, even the ones trying to be a bit of a villain on this show, be kind of likable in a way that you find very endearing. Uh, So, (laughs) everybody gets to go uh, through four questions. So, question one to player one, question two to player two, question three to player three, question four to player four. We already went one down the line. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. (coughs) Let's do it again. That means there are 16 questions in the first round. Potentially $16,000 up for grabs. And the speed of this is phenomenal. I would say... Everything from the question being asked to being answered to that short 10 to 20 seconds of accusations and why, the round goes by pretty quick. It's actually very briskful when it comes to this kind of quiz game in a way that I find very endearing. And along the way, you cheated. You didn't cheat on pushing the button or not is a great game mechanic in the game. Well, once all 16 questions have been given, and sometimes the money goes up, sometimes the money goes down based on wrong answers, who cares? Once the board is finished, we go through the the biggest reveal of of there, where we reveal how many people hit the cheat button during the round. Because if you hit the cheat button, you're not gonna get rewarded with the money. It's essentially you just passed on the question. So theoretically, you lose, I'm putting in air quotes, the money. So if you cheated on on your four questions three times, $3,000 is taken away from the pot. And that's true for not just you, but for all the people who played in that game. Which means if everybody cheated, there is no money. And I know what you're saying. If the rules state that someone got a question wrong, but more people cheated, did they end up in negative dollars? No, they end up in zero. No harm, no foul. But that does raise the question, well, what happens to the cheated answers? Well, that's where the lie detector comes in play. So, whoever was the most correct on hitting that you cheated button or you didn't cheat, uh, which means out of, I think, 12 different attempts, you had the most on the you cheated, you didn't cheat in that round, you're going through to the next round and you get to be the cheat detector. Of the three players, you now have the sole choice of eliminating one player. Whoever you accuse of cheating the most or just eliminating out of strategy is out of the game, but there's a reward in the process. If you eliminate somebody with wrong answers, you guarantee their wrong answer, 1,000, is back in the bank. So if they got three wrong, you can easily just get rid of them and add 3,000 to the bank. But because this is a game of cheat and you don't know who cheated when, it's a bit more of a strategy to try and figure out who you want to eliminate based on who you think was the biggest cheater because that raises the most money. So if you really think someone's very shady and cheated on all four questions, you can pick that person and if you're right and they cheated on all the questions, 4000 could be added to the bank which makes it a very fun strategy because maybe you cheat a few times. Or what could happen, and this is something I'm not going to really spoil that well, somebody could cheat on every question in the game but be really good at detecting the others when cheating that they become the one in command so they can end up be taking out another cheater and banking more money. That's a clever game mechanic when it comes to this show because you could. this is the one where you can actually cheat to win. I would say that when it comes to every other strategy, especially on bullshit where uh, you can just say you're correct and you keep advancing, in this one, it actually doesn't pay to keep the fibbers alive because you've wasted money that could have went to the pot. So once the cheat detector eliminates a contestant, we then see how many they got wrong and we add them to the bank. You got eliminated, let's see how many cheats you had. One, two, and that's it, two, you cheated twice. So 2,000 is added to the bank. The total is back to 6,000 or 8,000 or whatever. And we're down to three players, and that's the end of round one. So now we're so here's the, tr- the tricky part. Once we have eliminate contestant exclusively to the audience, we now get to see what happened in the round because we're tr- we're out of the loop for the entirety of the round to see who hit the cheat button and who didn't. But now we take a refresher course and almost like the weakest link. When they have that voiceover go statistically, so and so is the weakest link. They do that with cheat with. Believe it or not, so-and-so did not cheat and got all of their questions correct. So-and-so, who won the cheat, was actually cheated on four times, proving that you don't actually have to know anything to go on to the next round. And -and so-and-so, even though they got two right, used their cheat twice to make it seem like they got the 4,000. And then they go into the next round with three players left. And I know what you're saying, it's round two, so they're gonna do the same thing again, but the values are double, because we have to follow that reality show game show cliche. Round two means values are double. Wrong! We're not doing that. We're gonna be tripling the values. Every correct answer is now worth 3,000. Getting incorrect answers means you lose 3,000. But, in a final twist, if at any point somebody smacks the cheat button, we now get the reveal of if that contestant cheated on or not, which could provide a clue, because if you hit cheat and they cheated, no money is added, no harm, no foul, because you've got your hint that they cheated, and that will prove to be haunting them at the end of the round again. Again, it's a game all about if you're going to cheat, you have to hide it, because then nobody will know. If you hit cheat, then it could be rough for you, which makes it even worse. So basically, don't get questions wrong, and if you're going to cheat, don't get caught, and you're good. At the same time, the main game, even though it's a quiz show, is also trying to figure out when the other players have hit their cheat button and gave a fib answer. A fib answer is still the correct answer, but they never really knew it. And what I love about that mechanic is the cheat button can be used almost in the duffel bluff. Like maybe you did know the answer, but you hit the cheat button just to get like some assurance that you knew it. Others, they may have, they might talk it out for a while and then you hit the cheat button or they just hit the cheat button and just answer quickly and hope for the best. It makes it so much fun. So anyway, with three contestants left, 3,000 per correct answer, and another four to deal with. With at any point someone hits the cheat button, we figure out if they cheated on or not. This makes the game a little bit more intense because more money on the line, and now everybody can kind of get a feel for their tells, which makes it a little bit better. When it comes down to the final 12th question, actually, no, the final, yeah, 12th question, which means a potential 36,000. If you're playing long... We had 16,000 and 36,000, which means 52,000 potentially, which is over 50,000. We play again with one final cheat detector. That cheat detector is going on to the final round, but they have to decide their opponent in that final round. They have to make a decision. Who do they tick? Do they tick somebody who cheated on the most in round two? and bring on more money because maybe they got two wrong or they cheated on three times? Or do they play strategically and pick somebody that they know they can kind of read and have a better shot at winning the game? This is the part where the game becomes a little bit more of an elevated quiz show. Because now it's kind of like they're, they're kind of telling you like the Weakest Link style like, hey, do you want to take somebody because of money or do you want to take somebody because they're a threat? And that makes for an even, again, a great game mechanic. So you vote for the player who cheated on maybe three times in that round. You add 9,000 back to the pot and they're out of the game and we have our two players. Or maybe you pick somebody else. But I will say this. It's probably not wise to pick. I mean, it could be wise to pick the player who might be smart without cheating as well. But they might have to figure that out themselves. And And that's for them to figure out. Um, so that leads me to our last part, the head to head round. The head to head round, and this is where why I really wanted to talk about cheat, is the best new end game. I will repeat that. Cheats, final cheat is the best new end game, the best final round on a game show. I have watched so many game shows in the last, what, 20, 30 years we've been covering this. When I say in recent history, there's not a lot of great, clever game mechanics. A lot of final rounds are like a head-to-head penalty shootout, or it's a bonus round where it's a big catch-up, and then you get to the bonus game where you have to get like five right in 60 seconds. You have things like the final chase, which is gripping and exciting because it's like, oh, did you see somebody get like 30 correct answers in a row? This is the best one. This round, this final round, has all of the drama that you can remember from Deal or No Deal and uh, all the dilemma kind of games, with the same cross as the penalty shootout mechanic that you see on so many quiz shows. And it is so good, it's so dramatic. And there's so many ways to get eliminated and lose yet it's such a simple concept. Back and forth, back and forth, question, answer, correct, question, answer, correct. But there's two ways to lose the final round, it's sudden death rules. If you answer a question without cheating and it's wrong, you're out of the game, it's over. Secondarily, if you hit the cheat button and you give an answer, but your opponent smashes the button and says, you cheated on that question. Just once, just one final accusation. The game pulling, pull the plug in the game, final accusation, you cheated. And they were right. You lose everything and they win the game. But, and this is the big but, if you give an answer correctly and you didn't cheat, and they accuse you of cheating, and they make the one false accusation, you are telling the truth about that question, you have won the game. So there's two ways for a contestant to win. Find the opponent lying and hitting the button, or making sure that they are so clever enough with their answering in the final round that their opponent accuses them of cheating when they never did. Otherwise, a wrong answer or being caught in the act of cheating means the game is over. When I watch so many of these cheating-based game shows or lie-based game shows like The Hustler or Dirty Ron Cheater where it's supposed to be this big dramatic reveal of who's the enemy within? Who's the... There is none of that. Both people can cheat. Both people can be the villain and do the cheating mechanic. But at the same time, Both people can play honestly and answer correctly and bluff them out. That becomes psychological warfare in a game that's all about answering questions and sounding like you know what you're talking about, which makes it just the best kind of game show because what happens is time and time again, you're gonna see the question and it's gonna be something very simple like, Ryan Reynolds plays what superhero in the Marvel universe, Deadpool? That is that correct? Yes. It cuts to the opponent. All right, they said Deadpool. They were right. Are you going to push the button? Are you going to end the game? Were they lying to you? Did they actually know this? And just like a deal or no deal, there's this hot like 10 to 15 second, maybe even 20 at times, where they're just debating it. Like, I don't know. They were saying it like this, but I mean, like they were right for a good amount of questions. I don't know if they know Super... Ah. I think they knew that, okay. Were they telling the truth or were they cheating? And then, pew, 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 they were cheating. Oh, if you just hit the button, you would've won the game. Back to you, now you have the question. And then the person who would've pushed the button is now the one getting a question and it's their opponent's turn to try and psych them out to hit the button and win. And it goes back and forth, back and forth this means the game could be out in just one question because somebody gets a question wrong or somebody cheats and then hits the button or because this is never ending this is a sudden death round this could be over in 10 questions 20 questions And that's the and that's actually a good mechanic that Netflix has over other shows is that even though they have this great main game and this is the final head to head round where they could win 30,000, 20,000, 10,000, 41,000 pounds, this back and forth question and answer gambit kind of game is actually, at its hind point, the the, the most dramatic and most fun part of the show. And it doesn't necessarily have to end in a minute or two minutes. It could actually go on for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, if it ever goes that way. Which means they don't have to edit for time, other than you already know at the end of the episode somebody wins, so if you just look at the time skip, I mean, that's... And that makes it a little unfair and unfun. So if you don't get spoiled by, like, wh- when the episode ends, it, it becomes as very traumatic, like, is the show about to end? And, of course, and this is the best part, when somebody does, at the end of that head-to-head round, slams the cheat button one last time... The sirens go off, all the all the alarms, and it becomes this very. At this one point, now we've had fun hip hop music. Now we're in the dramatic music because this is the big reveal. You just pulled the butt. You just pulled the cord. We, you're ending the game now. You're accusing your opponent of cheating on that question. You think they don't know it. You think they hit the button. They cheated and they gave the answer. If you're right, you win the money. If not, they win the money. Were you cheating? dramatic 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 and it's a perfect like 30 second reveal kind of like what a good game show correct answer and the big money quiz shows would do it's a cheat you just won or no they were honest they were telling the truth they just won and that becomes the game and that's just why i love it so much it's just perfect in the regard of how they handle that final round The first two rounds are basically trying to play that bit of poker face kind of thing of who's telling the truth, who's lying, and trying to stay afloat. In round two, it's about knowing each other's tells and pushing the button to kind of know if someone's cheating, because if they cheat, then you already know in that final round elimination, well, they already cheated two times, so if you eliminate them, it's 6000 So it becomes more of the strategy of take the money or take somebody who's a bigger threat, which is enjoyable. Which leads me to the final part. The sets and the host and a bit of the music. The music's fantastic because it's just lively, slightly dramatic, but not like in the big money tense game show music. The only time the show gets tense is in that final button on the final accusation. Otherwise, it is just lively and fun. The set is... I would say it's like a funnily looking shape. It's little lines and little shapes, but each of the podiums is very rounded and has this nice like 70s sort of periscope looking mechanic when they open up the truss box and you see the little uh, monitor. And when there's a correct answer, it flashes green if right, red if wrong, gold if you cheated. And it becomes this fun little mechanic. The siren isn't an annoying sound either. It's just like a pew noise, like a fun, like vibrant kind of noise. Uh, which leads me to the host. The host is Danny Dyer and Ellie Taylor. Uh, essentially, because it's a British game show, I would have to say it's like pointless and Ellie is like the pointless friend. But if we go into American standards, uh, Danny is like Pat Sajak and Ellie is like Vanna. <sighs> Not even that close. Essentially, Ellie Taylor, who is a comedian, they are both comedians, by the way. Well, technically, Danny Dyer is a famous actor from uh, from soaps, and I remember he also hosted the Wall over there on BBC. Oi, the Wall, you miff, just don't nick the money. That's my Danny Dyer impression. Award-winning, (laughs) top-notch. Um, and Ellie Taylor is just a fantastic comedian. Very funny, very witty. Uh, I see her all the time on chat shows uh, telling great jokes. <coughs> so, she, so Ellie uh, is playing like the quiz host, and Danny's kind of playing like the sideline person. So even though they both are aware of like the game's about cheating and it's fun and funny, it's more like Ellie's character is that of the quiz host Hi, welcome to the show. I'm answering questions. We're having a good time. It's a quiz game. And here is Danny going, are you are you lying to me? You better not be lying, but if you are, I hope you get don't get caught because that would be cool kind of in that situation. so it it becomes a sort of like a good cop, bad cop routine in regards to, Ellie's kind of encouraging you to tell the truth and answer correctly, but she's aware you're going to be cheating and doesn't want to say anything, even though she has all the answers and percentages who cheated on what and how many questions got cheated on, all the stats. She has the stats. She has the questions. So anything involving information is on Ellie's side, and it's very funny, very great. I love it. And Danny is all about the pageantry. It's the it's the Howie Mandel on bullshit. It's the deal or no deal Noel Edmonds of, oh, you hit the button. If this was a lie and they cheated, you win the game. Oh, d-. and there's that bit of theatrical with him, which makes sense. He's a very theatrical guy. I don't know if you ever, I know when people go with Danny Dyer, they go with his soap career because he's that tough guy. He's the Queen Vic at the Queen and he's going to be no um he's a very like he has good character roles. He knows how to be theatrical. So this role where he's still playing that kind of characterization of himself but at the same time keeping the game going is a perfect fit for the show. So it's not really good even though I said good cop bad cop, it's kind of the play honestly and play along with Ellie in the happy quiz show or Danny who is very skeptical of everybody but really wants everybody to succeed especially if they cheated a little bit because it's like oh you got away with it Ooh, that's great game, that kind of thing like a little villainous persona but not at the contestants but at the game itself uh, which makes it just a nice chemistry one of the worst things about Netflix game shows in general is that the chemistry of the host sometimes sucks so much. right the The last time I've seen some of this, it's like they just got whoever was like available at the last second to do a cooking show or this weird talent competition. The, I would say that this mechanic when it comes to Danny and Ellie is right up there with Iron Chef with Alton Brown. Uh, it's that perfect mix of they're telling the story, but they're keeping the game going in a way that I found very captivating. None of the episodes felt like it l- ran too long. It felt like once the episode ended, oh, that's it. I'm done for the day. I will watch the next episode tomorrow. So that lies in the last question when it comes to this show. The negatives are, if I have to be a nitpicky guy, one, it it feels like that last round goes along a little, sometimes too long. The final round's great. Just that middle round is what goes on. And two, it's the aspect of, if it's Netflix, it has to be a bingeable show. It has to be talked about, and it doesn't survive. A big con with cheat is, This is such a great game show, but because it's Netflix, I don't know if it's gonna get a season two order because nothing about it screams must see television event, tell your friends about cheat, especially if they're not in Britain. Uh, It's just a quiz show. And it's a quiz show that's a really good quiz show, very great game show. But because it's Netflix and it's just sort of one and done episodes, I can only see them just doing these 12 episodes and then calling it a day, unfortunately, which is the worst part about it, because quiz shows are notoriously a cheap part of entertainment. It's like the talk show, for instance, or the courtroom drama. It's that show that's sort of padding it for time on a TV channel, not necessarily the must see thing you do on a streaming service unless you're, of course you're a psychopath like me. Um, So, uh, when it comes time to a a show like uh, Cheat, it is one that I do recommend you watch. If I have to give a review four out of five, it is really good. If this was on a TV channel, and we had like commercial breaks, it would ruin the flow. I would give it a five out of five. But unfortunately, Because it's Netflix, and even though they have no time constraints in that final round, which makes it like perfect five out of five, I sadly don't think this show's going to last. And that's the shittiest, suckiest part about all this, is this is a great show. I would give it five out of five. Absolutely go see it. But there's nothing bingeable about it. It's a show where I ideally will tell you uh, when it's like that, that's when it's that daytime afternoon block, like when you normally would watch like a game show, right? Like that you just got home from work and you just want to relax a little bit. Perfect time. Like that's that five, six, seven o'clock. Perfect time to go on Netflix and watch one episode in just one episode. Now it's 12 episodes and they only put out four this week and they're going to put out four next week and the week after, so, how you want to watch it is up to you. I don't think the order matters for when to watch it, but I guess they want one, two, three, four because it's Netflix. Um, <clears throat> but just watch one episode, take a break, watch something else, and then come back to it for the next day, in the next day. Or, if you want to play into what I would say is the would be probably the ideal version... If I have to play the ideal way to watch Cheat, uh, pick a day of the week, any day, Monday through Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever, and at like eight or nine o'clock at night, watch one episode of Cheat, and then that's it. And then watch the next episode next week, and episode three the week after, and have 12 weeks of this show. Just like you would a primetime game show like that on ABC Summer Fun and Games because they kind of do 10 to 12 episode runs as well. So it fits your season if you're watching 12 episodes of this show. It's a very great game show to watch. There is a lot of playability because you can answer along with the questions or you can just sit back and try and play who's lying and who's who's not. So there's two ways to play along. A double play along factor for a show is extremely rare territory. Normally, you wanna just play the questions and that's fine. Otherwise, if you don't know much about trivia and you wanna play the bluff game, you can too. So you could theoretically not be a trivia expert and not care about quizzes and still have enjoyment out of cheat, which means it's two separate audiences, which makes this a great game show. It's a game show where if you're a trivia nerd, you can play honestly and have a great time, but you only know half the game because the other half is reading others on their lies. The other half is if you don't know anything about trivia, you know when people are cheating and they're lying to you, and you know that half of the game, well, then you're having fun, but you don't really know much about the trivia. So if you combine those two, you have the ideal contestant for the show, but also You have a merging of two separate audiences, which makes this even better in in this world of like every single like game show now trying to do like the Among Us spy Among Us kind of the mole or uh, the, the rat in the kitchen, snake in the grass, cat in the hat, whatever. Uh, It's good that there is a show where it's not about, let's sabotage the others and you have to find the saboteur. It's the one where it's, well, everybody could cheat if they want to. It's not, it's wise to cheat only so you don't lose money to the pot. But at the same time, if you cheat, you don't bank any money. But they don't tell you that mechanic. And then if you wanna go into the whole scoring mechanic, if you play honestly, you're at bigger risk because you gain money if you're right, honestly, or you lose money if you're wrong, and people will know that when they wanna eliminate you. If you cheat and you don't get caught, you lose no money, you don't get anything, no, nothing to gain, but if you do cheat and you get caught and get eliminated, regardless of your outcome, you could bank 4,000 or 12,000 in the game which makes it a very fair option to just cheat anyway, because that could mean that even though I'm not making the money, I know that, that's, that up to 16000 will go to somebody else, which makes it an even better game. So if you've lay along, I've hopefully explained, even though I've went to different areas, a big thorough reason to watch Cheat on Netflix. You have Danny Dyer, Who's this great gravelly voice guy who's ready to just like, I want to take your wallet and beat you up in the parking lot. But he's also in good standing and very fun and just charming and just you just like him. Then you have Ellie Taylor, who's also likable and very smart and brilliant and has that classic British wit about her that makes her one of the best quiz hosts in quite a while. And those two are hosting a game where you can play honestly and just play this classic game of quiz and play fairly and hope somebody cheats their way to winning. Or if you don't care at all about quizzing, it's this uh, bold-faced lie kind of show of who's telling the truth when coming up with answers. So ultimately, the grandest question that cheat answers is that simple question that almost everybody has when watching somebody Play a quiz show. How do you know that? That is it. Bullshit, the how do you know that becomes the storyline where you have to believe their lie. On cheat, that's just the game, but you don't have to really go into details. If someone hits the cheat button, you don't have to say, But when I was a kid and I saw this show, no one cares. They're going to be accusing you of cheating, and you could just go, Well, you're wrong and just watch what happens when at the final end, you're the one in command and you go, well, so-and-so kept thinking I'm a cheater, but I think they cheated, so I'm eliminating that. And you could have your own reversal of fortune there, and it's just great. I don't wanna spoil the outcomes of the show, but I have seen in the four episodes, somebody cheat their way to the final round. I have seen somebody play honestly and just answer every question honestly without ever cheating. Make it to the final round. I have seen people do a mix of both and make it to the final round. And I've seen all three possibilities of an end game: someone getting a question wrong, somebody accusing and getting it wrong, and somebody accusing and getting it right in the final round. Which means all the possibilities are there, and you only and you can see that in four episodes. Which means if this is the first four we're seeing. The next batch will be even more thrilling, and the final batch in two weeks' time. Which means to me, Cheat is one of the best examples of a quiz game on Netflix, one of the best new formats in game shows, and one that I think should, and I'm putting in big bold text, should be talked about more. But I don't think it will, because it's Netflix and because it's a game show. I don't think it's going to get season two. And that's unfortunate because I think this is one of the best new formats. So that is it for my review of Cheat. Check it out on Netflix. It's a four out of five game, or I guess we're going classic A- when it comes to the show. One of the best new formats, but unfortunately because of Netflix, even though it's good for being on Netflix because that final round, I think because of the way they handle their TV shows... This might be the last ones. So please, watch and cheat so it could get season two. That's just all I could root for, is just please, someone out there, watch Cheat, have fun with it. Even if you don't know UK pop culture, you can get something out of it. Trust me on that. A lot of the questions are British. You won't know it, but you can still play along. Trust me. Uh, And that's it. Uh, So that's the conclusion of this review. Before I go, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 is on Pluto TV right now. uh, And they have their own little channel. But in addition to that, season 13, which is the Gizmoplex episodes. If you were around for early episodes of a podcast, you know I reviewed uh, the new MST3Ks and I was getting a little confused by what's going on with, because it's not just Jonah anymore. There's uh, another couple of hosts. Joel is even one of the hosts. So if you wanna see a new season of MST3K without, and I will say this, without a Netflix subscription and without any sort of payment sort of thing, this is free, this is Pluto. Check it out, Pluto TV. There's new MST3K episodes for you. 12 in fact, so give it a watch. You have really nothing to lose at this point other than your time. So keep circulating the tapes over there and we'll see you next episode when something happens, maybe. Till then, good night and big smooch. Mwah!